Hey guys, welcome back to Brentwood Barbell Radio. I believe this is episode 12. Uh, and we are talking today about our intro or our foundations program. Um, and so I guess what I want to do is just go through what that is uh, and why we feel like it's important. And then eventually we'll get to like some common sort of things that we see in that program. Uh, so that's, that's uh, what we're going to talk about today. How's it going, Alex? It's going great. How much sleep are we working on today? Uh, today was good. Today was like six. Oh, dude, that's you're you're good. It's golden. You're good. Uh, six hours and three <laughs> energy drinks. Right. That's a that's a solid combo. Um, all before noon. All right. Well, cool. That's right. <laughs> well, then that's, that's when the second shift starts at like four o'clock, right? right? Uh, no, that's another energy drink. Um, all right. Let's get into it. Uh, so at the gym, you know, when I think last session we talked about kind of like group coaching as a as a program or a service that we offer here, and we kind of like went through that funnel, if you will, about how a person makes their way to group training. And along the way is the foundations of the intro program. And I just wanted to spend a little bit more time going into what that is today. And it's changed over time. Uh, when the first, when the gym first started, we didn't even have an intro program. I don't know if you remember back that far. No, yeah, I was actually I just started whenever you guys first implemented it started doing it and yeah so uh you know back in the olden days somebody (laughs) would come in and say i want to join the gym and uh we just would throw them in group training and see what happens (laughs) and you know sometimes it worked and a lot of times it did not work uh but why didn't it work well mostly because we don't for the majority we don't work with folks who are like you know seasoned veterans right Mm -hmm. Uh, we work with folks who are new to barbell training. Sometimes uh, they have never touched a barbell. Sometimes maybe they did, but it's been years. Maybe they did in college or something, and now they're you know 40 years old. So either way, they generally need a lot of help getting set up and how to you know move a barbell and and like weight selection and all this stuff that we'll talk about today. And so you know pretty quickly we realized that that was suboptimal because their sessions were not super productive. The coach you know, which at the time was me, I said, the coach is me. Um, I would run around trying to put out all of these fires and then like everybody else in group training sort of just was on their own, right? Mm -hmm. They had to kind of do their own thing. Now that kind of worked because they had some experience coming in. Uh, You know, we had a small group that had been with me before starting the gym. And so they were able to get through their workouts, but it's like, it's not really fair to anybody, you know, in that situation. So then our first iteration of the intro program was three sessions. And uh, pretty much all we did was the uh, the main, what we call the main lifts, which are squat, bench press, overhead press, and deadlift. And we would kind of get through as many of them as we could each session, always starting with the squat. Uh, and it seemed like the first session, that's all we did was ever get through the squat. Maybe every once in a great while we'd press, but it's like, here's, here's the bar. Here's how you set it up. Okay, we're done for today. Yeah. Because the squat is just like so time consuming. Yeah. Um, and so at some point I think, you know, maybe it's been now, I don't know, six months or I don't know if it's been a year yet, but we, we changed the intro program again and it became four sessions and we've since added a nutrition consultation with that. And so the current iteration of the foundations program is four one-on-one sessions with a coach and a 30 minute nutrition consult, uh, with, with, a, with a coach as well. 
and so that's the version that you guys are working these days. And in there, let's talk a little bit about like what we're doing in those sessions. So I got a couple of notes that I made, you know, but let's elaborate. Like we go through the teaching progressions for the lifts, right? We go through general gym safety, adequate equipment stuff. And then we go through kind of like making sure they're set up in our, in our app or our software. And so they're kind of like ready to come in theoretically the next Monday and, and go to group training if that's, if that's what they choose. Um, so that's really a lot of stuff that we're jamming into four hours with a coach. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your experience with that, Alex. So you did some of the three session intros versus now having been doing the four sessions. What, what are some things you've noticed just kind of going from one to the other? It, so the benefit of doing the four sessions, it's just so much more organized with the three sessions, it was trying to, you know, we talked about how like it just, the squat just takes so long, you know, yeah. if somebody's never been under a bar or whatever, there's just so much to go over. <clears throat> Super common, like pain and type of thing is a uh, knee pain, low back pain. So it's something that we kind of really have to dive into whenever we're trying to teach them the squat, you know, there's a lot of like misconceptions with that. So it's kind of like, trying to break down those walls for them, make them comfortable doing this movement. And then finally them realizing, yeah. Oh, I can do this movement. Um, yeah. so being able to do the four sessions, so I'm going to, you know, open them up session one. We're going to talk about it a few th things prior to getting into the racks. But then once we get there, we're going to do the squat, we're going to do the bench. And typically that first day, that's all that we really even get to. We kind of really yeah. hammer that stuff in. If somebody's very, very experienced and, they have a general knowledge of how to squat, whatever, then I might change that up to where we start venturing out and doing some accessory stuff and, you know, seeing what their chin-ups look like, or what their push-ups look like, things like that. So then we can really yeah. start kind of hammering out what their goals are going to be. But uh, yeah, so with the four sessions, it just makes it so much easier having the two lifts, focus on them. And then by the time you come back for session three, you're coming back to doing the squat and bench. They have that knowledge of it already built up. And then we can actually start putting some weight on the bar and get their confidence up a little bit before they head into group. Yeah. Yeah. I like, so, the, you know, just for everyone listening, like session one and session three are squat and bench oriented. And then sessions two and four are deadlift overhead press sort of oriented. And I like that repeated exposure, you know, because the first time, if it really is the first time they've ever done, you know, one or both of those lifts, uh, there's just a tremendous amount of stuff to get through, technically speaking, you know, and we have all of that stuff broken down into like step one, two, three, you know, so we, we've made it as concise as possible for the lifter, but there's just a bunch of stuff, you know, to get through. And, and so having that second exposure allows them to now feel like, you know, everything isn't brand new today. I, I remember some of this stuff and now we're going to maybe put a weight on the bar that is a little bit physically, mm -hmm. uh, you know, interesting or taxing, you know, whereas the first day we're, it's mo mostly putting out fires, you know, yeah. they're, they're probably not squatting to depth. Their bar path is probably not great. They're going to want to put the bar in a not great position. You know, there's all this stuff that we got to work through. And so I think that setup, that current iteration where we are getting two exposures of each session has been really interesting and productive. 
Uh, and what I've seen is that folks are coming out of that program ready to go. Mm-hmm. Should they go to group coaching, like they're pretty well suited to go there. It doesn't mean that they're fantastic lifters, but like all of the obvious low hanging fruit has been, you know, like addressed. And so they can come in pretty confidently on that following Monday, for example, and they can get right into class and get to work, which is really the goal of the foundations program. It's like, well, why do we do it? And it's so the athlete and the coach can come to an agreement about what coaching relationship is best for that athlete. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, what I mean is what, what coaching service do they want to be in a one coach to one athlete sort of situation with like personal training, or do they want to be in a, you know, one coach, many athletes sort of group situation, or do they want something kind of in between, which we just call hybrid, you know, and, and going through that program allows them to really, you know, settle in on the the type of relationship that they want, mm-hmm. as opposed to having to tell somebody, you know, I know that you really want to do group training because you really want to be in a gym full of people, but you're not quite ready for that. So I'm going to need you to do more personal training. And so that's always felt like uh, just, I don't like that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I want to put the athlete in the, in the sort of place that they want to be. And so I think this, this program really allows us to do that to the best degree possible. Um, You know, and so I really like it for that. You know, the other thing is it allows the coaches to do a tremendous amount of troubleshooting. Right. Um, And this is something I'm going to, I'm looking forward to hearing some of your thoughts here, but like, you know, the old, the old days that go back to that again, you know, we used to just say, well, everybody low bar squats, take it or leave it. You know, if you're not low bar squatting, you know, there's a gym down the street for you. Um, and that was kind of the, the idea. And, you know, now we have come to the, the realization that 99% of the time, the type of squat doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's low bar, high bar, you know, sort of setup. Uh, but there are technical components that are important for long-term, uh, productive lifting. And so we've settled in on like, well, what are the major components? And then we'll just pick variations or make adjustments to those lifts that suit the lifter so that when they do come in for that Monday morning class, they can train productively, right? They're not out there in this quote rehab or learning how land for some indefinite period of time, they can get to productive training right away. The classic example here that we've talked about many times is like, People just squat to a box well Yep. It's easy. versus free squatting, right? We've talked about this so many right. times. It's easy uh, to find. <laughs> you know it's there. Yeah. The depth The depth is always <clears throat> correct. Uh, they just tend to sit back uh, and, uh, to the appropriate degree, you know, all the things. And so that'd be one example of like, you know, we call it troubleshooting. Um, but I, I figured we'd spend a little bit of time here because this is interesting to me. Uh just hearing this kind of stuff, you're the one that's doing a lot of these. So what are some common things that you have to help folks, you know, kind of fix in order to get them training productively? Yeah. So there's a few things. So I'll start out with talking about, you know, how, so from being there in the very beginning with the three session intros, I was the same way where I would hammer the low bar squat. Everybody had a low bar squat. And for the first couple, it worked great. We're, you know, we get into a great position, whatever. We work on the shoulder mobility. And, but then there's, there comes one guy who's like 6'4", and getting in this position just 
wasn't working. I'm like, well, what the hell do I do? <laughs> and then yeah. from there, I just kind of started like, well, let's just squat to a box. And then we just went from there. And then now I'd say probably at least 50% of the people that I have start, they probably start on a box, maybe by like session four or whatever. They're, they're off the box. They're free squatting. Some of them go right yeah. into group training with the box. It's yeah. still productive. <laughs> it For sure. You know, they're you know, not sitting there doing body weight squats with a PVC pipe because their mobility is, you know, not there or whatever. They're still doing very productive training. They're still squatting a hundred pounds for five reps to a box. I'd much rather yeah. them do that than the PVC pipe training or whatever. So for sure. Um, I'm much, much more okay with that now. Um, I think, I think being a new coach, you want to be like, Oh, well I can get you into that position. I can, I can force sure. you into that position. <laughs> I got these tips yep. and tricks and whatever. And not to say we don't know what we're doing or whatever, but some people just, it's just not comfortable. So. Right. Why well, and I think just, we reached the, we, we came to the point where it's like, it doesn't matter right. because people are coming to us for a training stimulus. Yeah. You know, I, I I've had, you know, in five years, one or two guys that just come in like amped up to specifically low bar squat. Right. right? So like, I'm not going to, it, it, it just doesn't make sense when you're working with the general population to say, well, everybody must do this lift right. uh, because the reality is, is they don't have to do that lift, right? Like they could leg press and get really strong. Yeah. You know, we love, we love barbell squats for sure, but um, it, it does, it's not a deal breaker. Right. right. And I think that that just shows that we have grown a little bit as, as a business uh, and, and, you know, realizing our bigger mission is to get as many people strength training as possible, not as many people low bar squatting as possible. Right. Yeah. Right. So a bunch of them still do low bar squat. That's yeah. totally fine. We still use that all the time. Uh, but a bunch of them do box squats. A bunch of them do high bar squats. A bunch of them do belt squats. A bunch of them do hack squats. Uh, and it's all good. Yeah. Right. Uh, we get the stimulus, which is really what they're coming in for. Uh, with any of those types of exercises. So, so that's good. Uh, any, anything else? Is, is it mostly the squat or what so, about like deadlifting? So deadlifting is another one where I was the same way where I had to get everyone conventional deadlifting, sumo's fake, <laughs> whatever. Right. Cheaters. <laughs> right. Cheaters. Exactly. Nobody, nobody likes a cheater. <laughs> right. And now I'm doing it, but, <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, yeah, so there's just some, sometimes just people fit into better positions like that. I mean, there's For there's sure. no reason to force someone into that position. They're uncomfortable. They're walking into the gym like, oh man, I've got I got to cram myself in this conventional position or whatever. Or I got to cram myself in this low bar squat. I, I want people excited to come in. They they found we found a variation that works great for them, and then we can go from there. Um, yeah, I'd rather you be coming in the gym happy and motivated to get to training rather than, oh, this hurts. <laughs> Well, right, because again, the reality is it doesn't matter. Right, yeah. the coaches, or at least in our little niche, our job is to help people strength train productively. That's it, right? Um, now, there's a bunch of cool things that come along with that, but that's what we do. And so, you know, barring any weird, you know, requirement like you know, I'm in this powerlifting federation, and we can only conventional right. deadlift. Okay, great. That, but that's not mostly who we're seeing, right? In our gym, we get some of it, but we don't get a lot. And, you know, at the end of the day, we can 
put somebody in any position we want, right? Yeah. We know how to do that. Yeah. We have, we've, we've done it. We've been there. Uh, we just might say, you know, Hey, after the meet's over, you might consider doing this because mm-hmm. it's probably a better long-term development situation for you. Um, you know, and, and so I think, I think we've grown a lot in our approach to just getting folks training productively. Yeah. yeah. And so, one other thing too, that is pretty common. And I think that comes along with social media and things like that is kind of, you know, dispelling some of these, uh, some of these myths and things like that about, you know, I might have someone come in, they've never really been to a gym or whatever, or they have, they've been on machines, dumbbells, and they kind of, oh, well, my PT told me I shouldn't squat because, you know, I hurt my knee in high school and, you know, that was 15 years ago (laughs) or whatever, the deadlift in my back. And so a lot of that, you're starting that conversation of, well, why did they say that? Why, you know, what, what made them leave sure. to say that, oh, this is going to be bad for your knee. Can we try it out? Let's see how that works. So you kind of start building that relationship. And then nine times out of 10, I mean, I've never had anybody this go south with or anything like that. Uh, they get better. They get stronger, then they get better. And they're like, oh, I guess this is an okay movement. Or, you know, oh, I am allowed to uh, flex my back or whatever it is. You know, it's, a lot of that gets put into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, this is a little bit of a a tangent, but like the movement police uh, are just causing more harm than they are Mm -hmm. doing good. Uh, You know, the put way, if you're telling somebody that a particular exercise or or variation or movement is quote dangerous or bad, you're part of that problem. And you should probably uh, do some investigating uh, in terms of the research, uh, uh, there's a lot of information out there now that um, would point to that not being accurate. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so sometimes we got to undo that stuff, yeah. which can be a challenge. You know, the big problem is that when someone does that, they may very negatively impact some a patient or a person for maybe forever. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's weird. People come in with like beliefs that they've had for 10 years, 20 oh, yeah. years, mm-hmm. you know? And so there, there can be a lot of like negative uh, side effects, if you will, to yep. that type of statement. That's the big problem. Yep. Uh, you know, there, there are lots of other little problems, right. um, but, but that's the big problem. You know, we don't need any more barriers to exercise in America. There are plenty of things keeping people on the couch in America, and we don't need some expert saying, high bar squats are bad for your knees. Mm-hmm. Eh, yeah, they're not. Right. So so that's probably enough on that. That yeah, could be a whole... That's a whole other podcast. Episode, right? <laughs> yeah, we should do an episode on that. So. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I think we laid out the foundations program pretty well. It's four sessions. They focus on the four main lifts, squat, press, bench press, deadlift. There's typically some accessory work included in there. We do a 30-minute nutrition consultation where we talk about goals, we talk about protein, we talk about calories, we talk about water, we talk about sleep, uh, we talk about aerobic activity, strength training activity, yada, yada. Um, And then, um, you know, we get them integrated into the gym where they can come in again and get right to work that first session that they come in. So you got anything else to talk about? No, that's pretty much it on that. Great. Okay. If you are considering going to a gym, uh, like a strength training gym, a lifting gym, uh, and they don't have some sort of 
program where they integrate you and get you up to speed, so to speak, um, you know, keep looking around. You don't have to train with us. You can train. There's lots of gyms that do this type of stuff because this is the best way to get somebody in and, and, you know, training productively. So find a gym that will get you set up with uh, a program that works best for you and your goals, and then will allow you to progress at the rate that is most appropriate for your current abilities. So that's, that's my two cents on that. So, all right, guys, thanks for uh, listening. This was episode 12 uh, on the foundations program. We'll be back at you next week. Later. See ya.